It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Good morning, Chris. Morning, David. This is your voice message from Scotland, from Glasgow indeed. It's Cameron, not Camion, Cameron. Just with my thoughts on the game. What a game, what a performance by Heineke, showing that he has the ability. Great performance from him. Much better shown by the offensive line. Still massive concerns over that defence. We, as a team, we are making Daniel Jones look good. This is a guy who can't throw the ball, but we seem to have trouble against a really mobile quarterback. We need to get that defence sorted out. Looking forward to the game against the Bills next week. Certainly a bit much better time for me. It's now almost 5am here. I've been watching the game in between working. Thoroughly enjoyed the game. Thank goodness for NFL Game Pass. Going to get back to work now, guys, before I get into bother. I've already lost an hour watching the end of that. What a fantastic end. So excited. And the season starts here. Bye now. You are Locked On Washington football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On the Washington football team. The Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison, Washington football team. Be right for SI.com's foundation. He is Chris Russell. One half of the Russell and Method show on the Team 980. Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. That show and this show both available on the Odyssey app on Twitter. Find Chris at Russellmania621. I am at dharrison82. The show is at Pod. And on today's episode, guys, free and available on all platforms, as always, we are going to discuss the Washington football team's first win. But first, guys, Locked on NFL Draft Podcast is relaunching on September 20th with brand new hosts. Eric Crocker brings the player scouting. Ryan Tracy brings the analytics. Follow the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get podcasts. Your Washington football team Sole owners of second place in the NFC East right now, one half game behind the, the uh, not the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles for first place. And, and Chris, before I get into the game recap and go back through the scoring real quick, how cool is it that we got a voice memo from Scotland? Cameron promised, uh, you know, or not promised, but hinted on Twitter yep. that he would drop one. He followed through with it. I mean, I just think it's awesome to hear from the international fans out there. Uh, I mean, what what an accent, what a voice, what a message, what a... and I. I love the fact that he said it's not it's Cameron, not Cambion, and he knows, you know, and he wanted to make that clear. And and uh, so now we now now we have two of our favorites, no doubt about it. Uh, and anybody that takes the time um, to call us and leave a voicemail and be a part of the show, we appreciate you guys. Uh, very much, and obviously, we try and work in as many as we can. Uh, it's a big part of you know what you've brought to the show david and what the fans have brought uh to the show and it's kind of cool when you can you know get a voicemail one day from you know florida uh, or from utah and then a, a, a voicemail from glasgow scotland i mean it, it, it's just kind of it shows you the international reach uh, of this team and of this particular podcast which is awesome absolutely great stuff so appreciate that and looking back at this game real quick for those of you who may have missed some of it forgot some of it or hadn't seen it at all Uh, The New York Giants opened up the scoring to begin this game with a touchdown. Uh, Daniel Jones up the middle for a six-yard run after a five-minute, 55-second drive that lasted 11 plays. Eerily similar 
to last week when the Los Angeles Chargers took their first offense possession down five minutes and some change, 10 plays for a rushing touchdown. Uh, the Washington football team in this instance, however, did respond with a touchdown drive of their own lasting over seven minutes. Taylor Heineke finding Terry McLaurin in the end zone for an 11-yard touchdown pass. That tied up the score 7-7 seven, seven in the second quarter. And then the New York Giants came back with a field goal to take a 10-7 lead. And it was late in the first half when J.D. McKissick ran off the left tackle for two-yard touchdown run, making it 14-10, which was your score with Washington leading going into halftime. The first two scores of the second drive belonged to the New York Giants, however, as Graham Gano made a 47-yard field goal to start off the second half scoring. And then Daniel Jones dropped a beautiful pass to wide receiver Darius Slayton for a 33-yard New York Giants touchdown, giving them a 20-14 lead at the time. Dustin Hopkins would come on and make a 49-yard field goal before the end of the third quarter, cutting the score to 20-17. to And then back and forth we would go. Graham Gano with a 52-yarder, Dustin Hopkins with a 37-yarder, and then Gano with a 55-yarder, ultimately going from six points to three points to six points to three points before Taylor Heineke found Ricky Seals-Jones, the tight end, for a 19-yard touchdown in the back corner of the end zone. The extra point made gave the Washington football team a 26 to 20 or 27 to 26 lead with four minutes, 41 seconds left in the game. And then with two minutes, five seconds left following a Taylor Heineke interception, Graham Gano made a 35 yard field goal, giving the ball back to the Washington football team, driving down in the final two minutes, using that one timeout, setting Dustin Hopkins up for a 43 yard game winning field goal right after he missed a 43 yard game winning field goal. Chris, we're going to get into the ups and downs of this game. We're going to talk offense and defense for the Washington football team. But first, let's talk about the opponent. Let's use the rest of this first segment. Let's talk about the New York Giants because there is much of this game as a Washington football team is. And we're going to see them again. What were your thoughts on the New York Giants here in week two? Yeah, I mean, obviously, valiant effort, and they should have won this game. You mentioned the 40. He, uh, it was a 48-yard field goal attempt uh, that Graham, uh, that Graham, you know, that Dustin Hopkins missed, but Dexter Lawrence had jumped off sides, and Dustin Hopkins gets to kick it again. So, you know, you, you lose a game that you have, I don't want to say no business losing, but you lose a game that you thought you had won uh, once over, twice over maybe, what have you. So, you know, a valiant fight, but ultimately they're 0-2, and I know uh, that they're frustrated. 0-1 in the division, obviously, we'll get into the Washington side of things, but I, I wanted to say a, a couple of things. First of all, uh, Daniel Jones played his butt off, um, you know, so give him credit. He owns the Washington football team slash Redskins. Uh, he, uh, this is his first career loss against them. Uh, he's now four and one, but he's played well in a lot of big spots against this team. And once again, you saw, he should have had, he should have had a bomb for a touchdown that, you know, we'll talk about later. And that was not his fault. And he also had a 58 yard touchdown run that was called back. Now he got a bunch of that yardage, David, on a 33 yard, uh, you know, part of the scramble, but it should have gone for 58, if not a ticky tack holding call. Uh, on the edge that you know made part of the play I guess come back you know David Jones uh, Daniel Jones played his ass off there's just no other way around it um and and a really 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 valiant effort uh from him not his fault as to why uh they lost this game throwing for almost 250 yards the touchdown yeah it was sacked four times the pass rush certainly got uh, to him but 22 of 32 
to, uh, you know, again, using his legs as he always does nine carries for 95 yards. Uh, and you know, again, that big long one, which part of which got called back. So you, you know, you tip your cap to Daniel Jones. You say he doesn't play again, great against anybody else, but he plays really good against this team. And then one last one, uh, my guy, Graham Gano, who, um, you know, I've, I've covered since 2010 and we, you know, became friends when he was here. Uh, I just got to spend a few minutes with him after uh, he got dressed and all that stuff uh, outside the Giants locker room after we record this here at FedEx Field. And uh, just such a good guy. Um, David, you'd love him. Uh, he's he's one of the nicest human beings alive on planet Earth. He's a really good kicker. He had a great game. He was just bummed uh, that they lost. Austin, he couldn't do any more, but uh, you mentioned it, you know, 35 yard or 55 yard or 52 yarder and a 47 yarder and a 23 yarder. So five field goals for Daniel. John. I mean, Graham Gano, you can't do any more than that. Yeah. I mean, I was checking some fantasy scores because Graham Gano made a lot of people happy uh, with their fantasy rosters. Darius Slayton made a lot of people upset if they had him in their fantasy rosters. Uh, but you look, I mean, talk about Daniel Jones. I've been really hard on Daniel Jones pretty much his entire career to be quite honest with you. And I definitely was this week, especially uh, in the crossover, but yeah, he should have 292 yards. If my math is right, 292 yards passing and a touchdown, and he should have over a hundred yards rushing. I mean, that is an insane stat line for a quarterback. I don't care how poor the defense is playing. That's still an insane stat line for a quarterback to potentially have and uh, give credit to Patricia Trana during the crossover. She pointed out Sterling Shepard as a contributor to this game, uh, nine catches led the New York giants. There were nine catches, 94 yards, didn't get a touchdown. Uh, but definitely a contributor. So uh, Patricia Train is showing why she is this network's Giants uh, expert. And then, you know, it, it's a huge win. The Giants starting 0-2 for the fifth straight season. And, you know, you have to have this win if you're watching. You mentioned it. It's a must win for both teams, right? Because, again, no 0-2 teams last year made the playoffs. So in, 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 a, lot of, in a lot of fashion, you know, the people are going to start calling the New York Giants season kind of dead. And that's not how it is in reality, but that's just kind of how this, the math tends to work. But this Washington football team, fortunately, we don't have to talk about it because if they lose this game, they're 0-2 going to Buffalo. And that is not a good situation. You're staring 0-3 uh, right in the barrel with, with a Buffalo team that's still very talented and looking to prove that that week one loss was a fluke. Uh, but fortunately, we get to carry on the rest of this episode, segments two and three coming up, talking about a Washington football team win, not a loss, thanks to uh, Dexter Lawrence and the New York Giants. Absolutely. 30 to 29, the final. David and I continue. I'm at FedEx Field, uh, and we will continue with the Locked on Washington football team podcast. But first, guys, we tell you to not only celebrate a Washington win, but also celebrate the freedom of choice. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There's really something for everyone. You talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. We tell you about our favorites all the time. The problem for me is I have more than one favorite, uh, even though peanut butter brownie is my main squeeze. Uh, so, you know, David likes the mint chocolate or the mint brownie, I should say. Uh, and you can like whatever you want, or you can like a bunch of different varieties and you can get a mixed box and get two of each of the nine flavors. You can get, uh, you know, boxes of three, whatever you want. Trust Trust me, they will work with you at built.com and get you what you want. They're great for you too. They're great for a meal replacement after workout treat uh, instead of that late night bowl of ice cream or late night Oreo treat. Uh, you can get something good and something healthy for you. They're high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, 100% covered in chocolate. Go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Woo! Timmy out here. We're going to the Super Bowl. Nah, I'm just kidding. Really, I'm not that fanatic. Hey, that was a lucky win, and I do mean lucky, but I'll take it. I mean, a win's a win. Now, after a win, you could break down stats and stuff, but the only way to describe that win was lucky. Let me know your thoughts. Peace. Camion all fired up there, huh? Uh, I think that's how a lot of us feel, David, uh, as we are now in the rearview mirror of this week two Thursday night football wild, wild west shootout between Washington and the Giants. And again, the most important thing, Uh, Look, you you know, it wasn't pretty. They should have probably lost. Well, they definitely should have lost, uh, but it ultimately goes down as a win 30 to 29. And they're one and one, like you said, just a couple of minutes ago, heading to Buffalo. And, you know, that that will bring on a whole set of different challenges. But if they were 0 2 in five days, losing both at home and 0-1 in the division obviously would have been a disaster, both on the football operation side, uh, even though you can recover from that really tough to, especially with the schedule, as we've talked about all week. But on top of that, it would have been a debacle for the business operations. You know, this stadium that I'm sitting at right now, David, was loud and juiced in the lower bowl once again, like it was on Sunday, and very, 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 very spotty in the club level and in the upper decks where, you know, I can't see everything, but I was told it was mostly empty and I could see the whole, you know, most of the club level and it was mostly empty as well. So, I mean, listen, uh, a win doesn't do doesn't completely change everything, doesn't guarantee anything, but it sure does eliminate a lot of gloom and doom for the next 10 days. Oh, absolutely. Somebody actually tweeted that during the game that, uh, you know, just imagine this, this uh, Washington football team being 0-2 going into Buffalo. And I, I, I flat out, I retweeted and I said, that is not uh, an environment that I want to operate in. I've been in those types of environments before, and, and that's not something, you know, uh, I've, I've been there before with fan bases as they're dealing with a team that's just kind of consistently losing and going from a situation where it's kind of, you need to win this game because your next game looks even tougher. And, and it's, it's almost like, preparing for that next loss to keep this from being that big of a loss. And, and, you know, and I didn't want to go there to watch football team fans. This is my first season covering this team. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to go there with our listeners in the very first season. So fortunately this win staves that off a little bit. And look, if they can go to Buffalo and they can pull out a victory, uh, then this thing's going to get, you know, I mean, fans are going to get excited, uh, let alone, you know, relieved. No doubt about it. All right, let's get into our offensive recap and breakdown. I mean, obviously a lot of excitement. It starts with Taylor Heineke, but really it was not just the Taylor Heineke show. I mean, obviously he controls a lot of it, but Terry McLaurin was very involved. J.D. McKissick was very involved. Um, you know, Logan Thomas early was involved. Ricky Seals Jones, who Ricky Seals Jones, who actually was pretty good in training camp and preseason. And I'm glad they caught him even more glad that they, <laughs> that they kept him now. Um, you know, the offensive line wasn't great. The running game wasn't great. It was spotty, but overall, when you put up 30 points against this defense, which is not a great defense, but it is a talented defense. Uh, When you put up 30 points, you'll take it. You know, 
and, and obviously sweeter when it comes with a win. Yeah, obviously, you know, outstanding stuff from. Here's here's my biggest thing for the offense, right? Uh, three and out to start the game, and then I think it was the third drive of the game. They get six first downs in that one in that in that one drive. Um, they're getting outgained, you know, by the New York Giants to begin the game. They're getting out, you know, first downs are, are very lopsided, time possessions very lopsided, and even third down conversions. Um, the Wash football team converting 31% of their third downs today. You want that number a little bit higher, but you, you always kind of say anything above 30%, you can live with that. That gives you a fighting chance to be successful. And that's what we saw from this Washington football team offense. They were doing enough to stay in the game. When you were going back and forth with the field goals and, you know, six point lead to a three point lead and all that stuff, you just kind of had that feeling. It's like stick in there, stick in there. Everybody was saying, you know, you can't win off of field goals and everybody agrees. And, you know, nobody knows that better or more tonight than, you know, a guy like Graham Gano. But what those field goals do is they keep you in the fight. You know what I mean? They, you go back to your corner, you readjust strategy, you come out, it gives you the opportunity to try to get ahead, to try to get that lead. And that's ultimately what happened. And then time of possession. Um, we talk about defense and attrition and fatigue. Any defense, the best defense in the National Football League is going to turn into the worst defense in the National Football League if they're on the field for 45 minutes. Well, today, the Washington football team held the ball for just over 28 minutes. New York Giants have 31 minutes. That's a very close split you'll take that kind of a split with a defense like this one they're not firing on all cylinders we'll talk about that in a second but you'll take everything that you have and then yeah taylor heineke i mean not perfect you know what i mean a lot of high passes like he needs to get that ball down a little bit that release point i think is is coming a little early which is why that ball's flying out there a little bit high his receivers kind of helped him out with that a little bit today you want to see him bring that ball down especially against a team like buffalo they had a lot of heavy hitters over there and a lot of playmakers those high passes turn into interceptions or receivers getting their clocks cleaned so hopefully, you know, in the next 10 days, maybe you can get that ball down a little bit, stuff like that. It was a little bit wet as well. That maybe was a contributing factor. But overall, like the the whole point of this this game, I think, is to, to show everybody and to show themselves they can get the job done. You know what I mean? They, they don't need to go out there and dominate every day. They don't. It wasn't, you know, the statement win that's going to make people talk about Washington being in the Super Bowl or anything like that other than Camion jokingly. But it's just to show you have the team that can grind it out work together, doesn't quit, plays the full game, even when things go wrong, even when there's a late interception. And that's the kind of win that really brings a group together and should help them grow even more going into the next two weeks of the final quarter of the season. Yeah, I'm going to give you a quick one on that first scoring drive again. Down seven, nothing already, because again, of course, you can't, you know, you got to give up a touchdown on the first drive, apparently around here. Uh, but the Giants, uh, you know, or the, the Washington football team come back with a 13 13- play 90 yard drive over seven minutes and one second the play that maybe gets lost in that you know of course terry with a great 11 yard touchdown catch on a slant seemed like the giants were playing a lot of off coverage and washington was really taking advantage of that and they almost caught, I mean, it caught up to them uh with the late interception um you know because they tried to basically do the same thing um but on that on that drive they failed on a third and one they got stuffed and then they went hurry up and tempo right to the line of scrimmage and then a quarterback sneak um, by Heineke on fourth and one, which Schweitzer in is eligible uh, as a sixth offensive lineman. Now, again, they they usually run the ball in short yarded situations out of gun. This time they're under center and they quarterback sneak. Um, it's something that I know <clears throat> we talked about or, or, or uh, you know, I, I think briefly mentioned about something maybe that they can do. And that's exactly what they did. So I think they caught the Giants by surprise, extended that drive. And I think they got it because they hustled and tempo and all of that. And then that led to the Terry McLaurin touchdown. And then just real quickly wrapping up the offensive side of it. I mean, that two play drive 
with the big one to uh, J.D. McKissick and then the touchdown to Ricky Seals-Jones. I mean, when you have that kind of quick strike ability, and don't expect that all the time, boy, I mean, think about where this game was and that they needed every second on the clock to win this game. If that if that drive takes three plays or four plays and, you know, uh, 30 seconds or 45 seconds instead of 17 seconds or whatever it is, they don't win this game. They don't even have a chance. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely correct. And then flipping over to the defensive side real quick. I mean, look, it was another rough outing. You know, Chase said it himself walking through the tunnel. He said it wasn't pretty, but we got the stuff done. I'm paraphrasing for the sake of our show. Um, he used a different word than I used right there. But look, you know, Chase and Chase is right. Look, they got the job done. They got the win, and that gives you a little bit of room to work on what you need to work on without panicking about having to win the next game. And then that's really what it's all about is, you know, again, no team is going to be the same team in week 18 as they are in week one or even week two. So that's what it's all about, getting the wins that you got to gut out so you have time to develop. Uh, the top two tacklers in this game for the Washington football team, the defensive backs, Kendall Fuller and Landon Collins. That's never, again, that's never a good thing. You don't want your DBs leading your team in tackles. Uh, but that is, it is what it is that they had some more sacks in this game. So that's good. And then the, really the key set that I want to focus on 74% third down conversion rate with the Los Angeles Chargers down to 33% here today. And that's huge because that 33%, that's some of those field goals. And without that 33, if that 33 is even 45, 50, some of those field goals might be touchdowns. And this is a loss. Totally with you. I, absolutely. And that's where I was going to go. Uh, much better on third down defense now listen they still have plenty to clean up uh, William Jackson the third and Kendall Fuller both had defensive pass interferences that extended series on third downs I mean listen penalties were a problem for both teams so uh, not going to totally blame them it was a sloppy game in that regard one defensive player specifically that I want <clears throat> that I wanted to point out was um was Jonathan Allen. He was, um, I mean, he was a beast. Two sacks, obviously, uh, three tackles for loss, three quarterback hits, six tackles overall. Uh, he, uh, look, you know, he was he was just really good from the start, and you kind of sense that night. Uh, and then, you know, on one play, Chase Young came around the left edge and combined with Montez Sweat on a sack. I think they gave Montez Sweat the full credit for the sack. It was really that Chase Young that made that play. Still plenty to clean up. Uh, you know, Jamin Davis had a big tackle inside the five-yard line that forced a field. So, so, you know, there were some good things, but there were plenty of bad things as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. But overall, again, it's a win. And I think that's what everybody's going to focus on. We're going to identify some players of the game, some plays of the game, because football is all the way back and betonline.ag is still the number one spot for your pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props and contests. Betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website, sign up today and get a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up with the promo code locked on, whether it's football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, wrapping up today's episode of Washington Washington Football Team Podcast, a victory Friday episode here following week two win uh, for the Washington football team over the New York Giants by a score of 30 to 29. I think that call, Chris, was supposed to be the fight song, and I'm not sure if it was recorded or live, but it did, wow. did not come through very well. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, good on you to even guess that. I didn't know what that was, but uh, yeah. obviously, in a, l- listen, a lot of excited fans. I, I, you know, right after the game, I went uh, out into the pedestrian tunnel area here at FedEx Field, and there were a lot of Washington football fans uh, chanting something that I cannot say on this podcast about the Giants, uh, but they were loud <laughs> and they were proud and I'm Very sure excited. relieved. And uh, listen, you know, uh, it, it doesn't solve everything, but one and one is a whole lot better than 0 and 2. Right. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to leave that the call audio in just because of how unclear yeah. it really is. But we appreciate whoever that was that called right. in. Trust any us way to contribute this. to the show. Yeah, right. it, it sounded like a fight song is what it sounded <laughs> exactly. like. So we're going to wrap this up, Chris. Plays of the game, players of the game. And I'll kick it off with my play of the game. And it's low hanging fruit, but I think you know it, it's significant. It's that touchdown pass to Ricky Seals Jones. And obviously it follows the huge one. Well, he was 56 yard t- uh, pass before that to J.D. McKissick gets them in range. And I think really everybody kind of considered, okay, you got the really big chunk play. Now they're probably going to go back to a little bit of what they're doing. Some slants here, some runs there, stuff like that. But no, instead Taylor, Heineke goes all the way down the field. I mean, all the way, cause it's the back corner of the end zone and finds Ricky seals Jones. I mean, nobody expected it to be Ricky because even the television broadcast say right now, they said, Logan Thomas touchdown. They said, Oh wait, no Ricky seals Jones touchdown. And, and Twitter just went crazy with a Ricky seals Jones sighting and, uh, you know, fantasy football experts say, hey, yeah, you know, make sure hopefully you started Ricky Seals Jones like we told you to and, and all that stuff. That's one of those touchdowns that, quote unquote, helps nobody because nobody's got him in their fantasy roster. But Washington football team fans don't care about the fantasy implications. They care about the real game implications. And for me, that right there is definitely one of the plays of this game. Yeah, no doubt about it. A 19-yard touchdown in the back corner of the end zone. Uh, and that was after a big play to J.D. McKissick. Uh, we're going to get to that in a sec, but my play of the game was a play that was not made, but should have been made. Daniel Jones uncorked a deep pass from the Washington 43 on first down to Darius Slayton, who was wide open, got behind the defense. We all saw it live. We were like, oh, 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 oh. Oh, how did he not catch that? Now, maybe it was just a trick. I'm just a hair overthrown. I mean, I cannot blame J- Daniel Jones on that. Uh, if you're Darius Slayton, you've got to catch that. He torched the defense, William Jackson, the third, and whoever the safety was, David, uh, you can see that they were confused and completely blew the coverage. That should have been seven for the New York Giants. And instead, ultimately, and and that's only on first down, but then they take a couple of false start penalties. It does lead to three points on a 55-yard field goal by Graham Gano, but it should have been seven. And that, of course, would have been the difference. My player of the game was the guy that set up the Ricky Seals-Jones touchdown in addition to Taylor Heineke. How about J.D. McKissick on a little wheel route from the uh, Washington 25, first play of the drive after that 55-yard field goal by Gano, right? So you come out, the kickoff, touchback, all that. You're down 26 to 20. You need a little life, a little lightning in the bottle, and boom, he goes up the right sideline for 56 yards in stride, got behind the defense, and we knew J.D. McKissick would be a bigger part of the game plan tonight, and he certainly was, and that set up the Ricky Seals-Jones 19-yard touchdown for the two play drive uh and that's my player of the game yeah very good pick and listen guys before anybody freaks out chris and i talked before we recorded we both agreed 
Taylor Heineke, player right. of the game. We're, but we're we're not going to pick him specifically sure. just because that's 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 the obvious choice. So obviously Taylor Heineke, low low hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah, he gets, low hanging. He gets the fruit. love. I, I, I forgot. I forgot to mention McKissick also had a touchdown uh, touchdown run. I, I forgot to mention that as well. That's why I went with him. No offense to Taylor Heineke or like you said, you know, it's kind of low hanging fruit. So, right. I mean, McKissick, I forgot, had the touchdown uh, earlier in the first half on a third down call uh, with time running out in that first half. So that's important, too. Yeah. So, I mean, but Taylor, 336 yards passing, two touchdowns. He did have the interception, but, you know, for everything that he did do, 34, right. 46 passing. Obviously, lots of love for Taylor and hopefully carry it on into Buffalo again. Get the passes down a little bit, dude. Just get the mm-hmm. ball down a little bit and you'll be perfect. Uh, my player of the game is going to be Terry McLaurin. Um, look, led the game, not just the Washington football team, but led the game in targets, led the game in receptions, and was the only skill position player to net over 100 yards of receiving. Uh, also had the touchdown, obviously, that we talked about earlier. And and Terry, after that first game, you know, shut out in the first half. Four receptions in the second half against the Los Angeles Chargers. The conversation coming to this game was: Was he going to be able to perform, you know, against Bradbury, against uh, Dory Jackson, or you know anybody else in the New York Giants secondary covering him? Uh, I heard some fantasy football experts telling people you might want to bench Terry McLaurin this week because it's not a good matchup for him. Everything else, um, we talked about it on the show. I was very confident. I think you were very confident that that they were going to come in with the intention of getting their playmakers involved and not just Terry, but also Logan Thomas, five catches, 45 yards on an, an amazing day, but a good contribute contributing day. Adam Humphreys had seven catches. I mean, and very early on, they had, they hit a sh- very short route for Terry McLaurin, very easy route to execute, very easy throw to execute. And that I kind of sat back and said, there you go. There you go. Get the ball in his hand and let's start making that feel like a connection that needs to continue happening. And obviously it worked out very well for them. Terry, a lot of good things to say about his quarterback, a lot of good things to say about Washington football team fans back in the stadium. And that's my player of this uh, first win of the season for the Washington football team. Absolutely. All right. We want to thank Cameron from Glasgow, Scotland uh, and Camion who uh, uh, contributed via voicemails. Thank you, fellas. We appreciate uh, you and we appreciate you guys for listening. As we always tell you, listen, betting is hard, right? Betting on the NFL is hard. Betting on college football is hard. Betting, trying to figure out these games is uh, impossible, but you can get a good lean and a good feel if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. If you have a voicemail that you want to contribute to the show and hear your voice on the show, please do so at 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577. Lock it in now so you can be on Locked On Washington football team or, or if you want to email us, it's lockwftpod at gmail.com. All right. That's going to do it for us from uh, here at FedEx Field. I'm Chris Russell. Uh, Catch me and Pete Medhurst on the Team 980, the Washington football team flagship station from 3 to 7, Monday through Friday, and on the Odyssey app. David Harrison is writing about your Washington football team at SI.com slash NFL slash Washington football a part of fan nation and uh, he is covering Washington football like a glove. We appreciate you dropping by spending some time with us. Have a great weekend. Remember we are free and available on all platforms right here. Locked on Washington football team. podcast. If- 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.